Welcome to the Ambitious Introvert Podcast, created especially for introverts, empaths, and highly sensitive entrepreneurs to help you build, grow, and scale a successful, sustainable business. I'm your host, Emma Louise Parks, business and mindset coach for ambitious introverts. After 17 years working as an air traffic controller, the ultimate fast-paced, high-stimulus, extrovert-friendly role, my mission now is to show introverts that they too can create big results and success because of who they are, not in spite of it. I focus on introvert-friendly business and marketing strategy to help you switch overwhelm for clarity, confidence, and clients. Welcome, welcome to this week's episode of the Ambitious Introvert Podcast. I'm Emma Louise, and today I am joined by Erin Woodruff. Now, when Erin reached out about being a potential guest podcast, I just thought this was such a fantastic topic that it was a big full body hell yes straight away. So Erin's a communications coach and a certified life coach. And a lot of the work she does is around helping extroverts who are married to introverts. So Erin's an extrovert herself, as she will discuss in the episode, but being married to an introvert and being interested in people, psychology, personal development, really led her down the rabbit hole of learning all about the differences between the two personality types. And I thought this would be such a fun episode because so often the people that I interview are introverts and we're talking about things from that point of view. Erin being an extrovert who's very knowledgeable about introversion, I think just brings a slightly different dynamic to the conversation. And it's so interesting to hear how she viewed some of her husband's traits in the early days that she took on as meaning something negative or bad about herself, but were in fact just him managing his energy. So I know there's going to be so much that resonates in here. Any of you that are in relationships or friendships or have family members, that are more extroverted, that maybe don't always get you, this could be a really great episode to share with them so that they kind of see what's actually going on when we are, for instance, just being quiet, that it doesn't necessarily mean there's anything wrong. We just need to chill for a while. So I really enjoyed this chat with Erin. I hope that you enjoy as much as I did. And on with the episode. Erin, thank you so much for chatting with me today. I am super excited because I feel like we've been connected over email and Facebook DMs for quite a while. So it's really nice to finally meet you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's so great to meet you also. So before we hit record, I was getting my head around this very meta concept <laughs> that we have discussed to make a really great episode. And when you reached out, I think I'd put something in a Facebook group about podcast guesting and saying, you know, I'm looking really to extend my network and bring on different guests. And when you were like, oh, well, (laughs) I coach extroverts that are married to introverts. And something was like, oh, we can have a really great (laughs) discussion about this. So you yourself are not an introvert. Yes, correct. (laughs) And your husband? He's an introvert. (laughs) Would he very much self-identify as that. Definitely. 100%. But I will say, I'll add in here, I don't know that he would have leaned into that identity if I had not done a lot of work on myself. I feel like it was me who did a lot of like, what is going on here? Why are you the way that you are? And I just could not, could not understand him. 
And then after I did a lot of work on myself, I realized, wow, you're an introvert. And then he was like, oh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. And so now he's just so he was so comfortable with who he was. He didn't feel like he even needed a label where for me, I was like, why do you do this or why don't you do this? And it was really hard for me for a long time. And now I feel like, okay, I I got it and I can have so much more peace within myself and with our marriage. So anyone listening to this, I say everyone's introverted, not necessarily because I do have Mm -hmm. extroverted clients, but most of the people listening to this are going to be potentially in your Mm -hmm. husband's shoes where they're in a relationship with someone that maybe is an extrovert and maybe, as you were before, doesn't really get us as an introvert, (laughs) doesn't really understand us. So what were some of the things that you found challenging that like you said, he did or didn't do that you just found like, what is going on here? Oh, there's so, there's so many things. But I just want to offer to anyone who is an introvert that you feel like I am so frustrated. I want to remind you that extroverts don't have a clue. Like I didn't have a clue in the slightest of what introverts really were like. And Some of the behaviors that were weird to me is just coming home at the end of a day after we were in school and we were both working when we first got married and started living together. And so we'd come home from work and school, very extroverted lifestyles at the time, and he would not talk to me. And I was making it mean really negative things about me and our relationship. And I started digging into weird little rabbit holes of behavior that is abnormal for me, just trying to get him to talk to me. I'd like try and figure out why he wasn't talking and it just wasn't making sense. And after, and I did a little bit of digging on you, Emma Louise, and it's funny because we we both read Quiet within the same year. And Quiet was the book that changed my life. And I will I'll say say that every single time. Susan Cain's Quiet Book. Amazing. I I love this because it can be really hard to explain to extroverts, mm-hmm. you know, in oh, a yes. personal setting or in a business setting because I've got, you know, really good friends that are extroverts and they don't even know they're an extrovert. They just think they're normal. Mm-hmm. Yep. Whereas any introvert is like, oh, I'm an introvert and that they can usually like reel off their Myers-Briggs type, all of this, because society being set up, especially, you know, in the US and here in the UK, mm-hmm. being set up for extroverts, that that's the benchmark of normal. That's what exactly. you do. So like mm-hmm. you say, you know, you come home and then you chat and you do all of these things. Whereas I might be like, I mean, my gosh, I remember when I was in my job mm-hmm. and sometimes I couldn't speak. I would literally yeah. get home and I was like, I'm no bandwidth. I can't speak. Yeah. And that's how my husband was and still is on many days. <laughs> so how receptive was he to, you know, because we always say you can do the work on yourself, but you can't force mm-hmm. it on someone else. Obviously, you had that awareness. You started digging. How receptive was he when you were like, hey, I think I've worked out what's going on here? He was pretty receptive. And I honestly never tried and I still never tried to approach it from the place that you're wrong and I'm right. I think if you approach anything like that, you're going to always end in some sort of friction. And so I would just tell him what I was learning. And the reason I read Quiet in the first place is I have four sisters that are all 
self-identified introverts. They really love the introvert identity. And so I'm kind of the outlier in my family. And my dad is extremely introverted. So I've always felt like I was a little bit loud. And one of my sisters told me to read Quiet in the first place. So for me, when I read it and I trusted her and I read it and I was internalizing and learning that, I was just sharing what I was learning more than anything with my husband. And I was saying, Anne told me to read this book. And this is so interesting because I feel like I'm finally starting to understand myself or my family or my sisters, or I've noticed that you have this behavior. Does that resonate with you? And I was just really trying to, rather than just label my husband and put him in a box, but understand like, is this who you actually are? Am I making sense of this? Because this is blowing my mind, but is it resonating for you too? And as I mentioned at the beginning, I think my husband's always just been so comfortable with not talking, just being quiet, just listening, taking it all in that he's never sought out self-help work. But for me to help him understand was really fun and good for me, but also to just confirm that what I was learning actually was the reality of our relationship. I think for us here in the UK, and I know some parts of the US also had quite strict lockdown, that was Mm -hmm. like a huge thing in people self-identifying. And Mm -hmm. some very good extroverted friends of mine struggled a lot because they didn't realize how much energy they got from being out, from being around people. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, this is kind of annoying because the coffee shop's closed. (laughs) There's a big like queue at the grocery store, but you know, I can sit in the house quite happily. But I know that that, Mm -hmm. you know, for a lot of extroverts was a big struggle. And I think from a couple's perspective, that definitely helped people to identify where their mm-hmm. needs are in, in yeah. their energy. Yep. I completely agree. So you said you always felt like you're a little bit loud. Yes. <laughs> Which I find really interesting because in society in general, you probably wouldn't be classed as that. But you're saying you were surrounded by you know an introverted yeah. family and then mm-hmm. an introverted husband. Yes. And my mom is extremely extroverted and I'm just kind of a carbon copy of my mom. And I think socially, I have always excelled because like you mentioned, the our society, the way it's structured, it's structured to favor extroverted talents and tendencies, personalities. And so societally, I've always found my validation from those outside of me. But when it comes to my closest inner circle, I've always felt like I don't belong here because the dominating personality is introversion. And I just I identify with my mom and we're so similar. But for all my sisters and my dad and now my husband, it was it still is at times frustrating because I'm like, I just don't get it. Why don't you guys talk in public? But you can't shut up when we're together, you know, and just Things that I am like, I'm kind of the same across the board. I talk a lot no matter where I'm at. So being under, being able to understand all of those nuances within the introversion personality and being able to say, oh, wow, they feel really uncomfortable. I can usually tell comfort levels if I know who introverts are. It's easy for me to pick them out now, but I can tell their comfort level based on how many things they say when we're out and about. Totally. And I'm laughing because one of the things that introversion kind of gets enmeshed quite often with 
being socially awkward or yes. being shy and all of those things, which I don't personally class myself as any of those. I mean, I'm sure mm-hmm. it could be a little bit awkward, but I think everyone can. <laughs> Everyone's awkward. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm on the I'm on the cusp of like Gen Z and millennials. So like things are awkward for me because I just don't kind of understand either. But yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'm too socially awkward. But my the thing for me where it gets a little bit confusing is the high sensitivity piece because I get very overstimulated yeah. and overwhelmed. So it's not like, oh, I hate people and I don't want to talk to them, but quite often in a public setting. It's mm-hmm. just not where I thrive. If there's a lot of background, I find it very difficult to have a conversation if there's tons of background noise or if it's, you know, like mm-hmm. a really loud yeah. place. Whereas like you say, in the house, sit me with someone that I know very well and I mm-hmm. can chat forever. Yeah, exactly. And I I love the mission of what you're doing because you're an ambitious introvert and you have that sense of identity of I'm not awkward. I'm not shy. I love people. I have goals and you're going for it. And I think you're breaking some of that stereotypical ideas of what introversion really is, because introversion does not necessarily equal shyness. So from the work you've done with your clients and their Mm -hmm. introverted partners, and also your firsthand experience with your husband, (laughs) what would you say for you as an extrovert, what do you think are the tendencies and traits of introverts that you really value that you think are maybe a bit unsung and overlooked? Oh, there's so, so many. And the biggest one, I think so specifically in a relationship, but this is applicable to a work setting also, I think introverts really take time to internalize the things that have been said or the questions that have been asked. And they think about it before they ever open their mouth. And I think that is one of the biggest things I've learned within a relationship is I don't have to respond to my natural impulse, but I can just sit with that urge of frustration or anger or annoyance and decide for me, what, how do I actually want to respond to whatever has been given to me? And I do think it's a little undervalued in relationships, but specifically in the workplace. I think too often, and we've mentioned this already, that in the workplace and societally, extroversion is prized. And if you have all extroverts in positions of leadership, then you're going to get people who talk a lot, who make quick decisions and who speak their mind. And that isn't necessarily a good thing. If we don't have people that are taking time to think through be quiet, hold the space for questions or ambiguity. And I think introverts are so naturally good at that, that sometimes that's something that is overlooked as a really critical skill. That's something that I've heard again and again from clients where they felt misunderstood in a in a corporate role. I never really worked in that kind of environment, mm-hmm. but where mm-hmm. there would be a meeting and think people were asked for ideas. And they're kind of mm-hmm. percolating, they've taken it mm-hmm. all in and they're coming up with something. But extroverts speak out because they they just share their idea really quickly and people are like, great, let's run with that. And then there's criticism mm-hmm. about, well, you don't speak up in meetings or you don't really yeah. you know, bring your ideas to the team. And they're like, I hadn't finished making my idea. Exactly. I hadn't even finished hearing the question before someone spat out an answer. Yeah. Depth of processing is a really big thing. Depth is actually my word of the year. This oh, year. I love that. Yeah. For my business, I had two. I had a personal mm-hmm. and a business. So, so it's depth. And 
it's so easy, I think, in the business space as well to be creating products left, right and center or getting shiny object syndrome or seeing the trends. And I'm like, does this, yeah. does this have depth or does it create depth for the yeah. client? And exactly you know, same even with these conversations, right? I, I'm not mm-hmm. going to record a podcast episode that's surface level. It's like straight in. Exactly. Tell me about your marriage. Yeah. <laughs> but that is such an introvert thing. And mm-hmm. I know... Like one of the things I've done this year, for instance, is I retired my weekly newsletter. For three years, I'd had a weekly newsletter and I've changed it to a monthly newsletter. Oh, wow. Yeah, which was a big change. But mm-hmm. I did feel like some weeks I was like, oh, I didn't really have anything different to say to last yeah. week. But now it's monthly. It's much more in depth. It's, you know, it's longer. It's almost like grab a cup of coffee and sit down and yeah, read. And that like feels a, really good. An article. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So I think there's yeah. that difference where in a more extroverted way, you might have like tons of stuff to share really regularly, which is great. Mm-hmm. Whereas I'm like, let me just sit and reflect on the month and then yeah. create, you know, this longer newsletter with all the information. Yeah, exactly. And understanding how you process internally and externally, I think is so important. So for any of you listening, feeling like, how do I even convey this? to my partner to help them understand. First of all, I think this podcast is a great place to start because there is a lot of nuance and maybe they don't want to hear it from you. But there are so many things I think we need to pull apart as far as understanding personality differences within the way we function. And I think understanding, do I want to Do I like reading longer form newsletters? Do I like reading shorter form newsletters? And being able to understand that for you personally and then moving to the space where you can communicate that to somebody else is so important. So just lean into your own intuition. And then from there, I think you'll create great things in your relationships and all the other parts of your life. Now that you have this knowledge I'm going to say of quiet and introverts and extroverts and the dynamics and all of those things do you feel that it's the best match as an introvert and extrovert do you think it works you know either way whether it's two extroverts two introverts and it's just about the understanding of each other what what have you seen because I feel like we complement each other really well I think you can make anything work. I'm a really big believer that if two people are in a committed relationship and they want to make it work, it can work. But I do love, personally, I love being in a relationship with the opposite dynamic. It is so almost freeing for me because it's allowed me to lean into the more vulnerable parts of me, to sit in silence, to learn how to really ask questions and to dig deep to learn how to take care of myself when he's incapable and doesn't have the bandwidth to take care of my emotional needs. So I think if I was married to someone like me, it would be a lot easier to get lost in the things that we both love to do versus we're so different and we make this beautiful relationship and life together while still maintaining our individuality. Beautiful. I love that so much. And that's a perfect place to wrap up, I think. So I'm going to pop all of your links in the show notes. So anyone that wants to connect with Erin, anyone that wants to share this episode with their extroverted partner and maybe give them a glimpse or, you know, purchase quiet for them. 
But of course, before <laughs> before I let you go, I can ask you firstly for your book recommendation for any introvert that is currently in the stage of growing an online business. I love that question. Well, first of all, if you haven't read Quiet, whether you identify as an introvert or an extrovert, I can't recommend it enough. I feel like it really has changed the way I view my life and society and just the way I want to run my business. Also, as a business owner, even though I'm an extrovert, the other recommendation I always give is called Eat That Frog. It's a stop procrastinating productivity book, and it's super small. The chapters are short and it's not a one like do this and you're going to get these results. It has tons of different ideas. So I think it's a really good almost reference manual if you feel like I'm stuck and I need a new idea. It's called Eat That Frog by Brian Tracy. Those are my two books I recommend always. Thank you. They are going to go in the show notes also if someone would like to click through and purchase them. And lastly, as a business owner, so moving away from your focus now <laughs> as a communications expert, but as a business owner, what is the biggest mindset shift or reframe that you've had to have to be as successful as you are today? That I feel like is such a loaded question, but I do think the biggest thing is that I am the one in charge of my business and running my business and stepping into that ownership of it because that's where I found the most fun, the most empowerment, and the most just drive to help other people. So if you are in a situation where you run a business and you don't feel like you've stepped into that ownership as the CEO, then I would encourage you to do that because it is very freeing. It's very amazing when you have that mindset shift. Totally agree. Thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you for sharing all of your wisdom around communications. And thank you for Thank you for listening to, to this episode of the Ambitious thank Introvert you. Podcast with me, Emma Louise Parks. If you enjoy this show, please, please subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes. As a thank you, one lucky reviewer each month will win a 60-minute one-on-one coaching session with me, where you'll get the clarity and confidence to attract your ideal clients. And if you know someone who could benefit from listening to the show, then please do share and help me reach as many fellow ambitious introverts as possible.